Jamie Knight with you here on a Wednesday afternoon on the Green Zone. As the snow blows through and the cold comes in in Saskatchewan. Yeah, we're looking at lows minus 30, high minus 29 on Saturday. Uh, So hope you found the block heater cord. Everything's uh, rolling along as we might see wind chills dip into uh, minus close to minus 40 range, if not beyond that. And we'll keep you up to date. If there's uh, anything else we should pass along weather-wise when it comes to now winter has arrived. Delayed. It was delayed. It was welcome that it was delayed as long as it was. But now it is very much here. Well, um, some good news for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Roland Milligan uh, tweeted out earlier today that he has been cleared. The defensive back injured last year. A key piece to this defense going into 2024. He has been cleared to start getting back at it after that injury last season. Uh, So that's good news for the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But right now, we need to honor the latest coach to go into the Green Zone Coaching Rant Hall of Fame. But before we honor our most recent inductee to the Coaching Rant Hall of Fame, Let's look back at some of the favorites over the years. I guess that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. You get that through your head? I guess so. Yeah. And it's time to waste the time. Oh, then get the f- out of here then. I am. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. My wife can score more than two buckets on 11 shots because I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yes, some of the legends of the years gone by when it comes to the Green Zone Coaching Rant Hall of Fame. But last night, Toronto Raptors head coach Darko Rajakovic enters the rafters forevermore as one of the greats. As the Raptors lose by one to the L.A. Lakers, the Lakers get 23 free throws in the fourth quarter to the Raptors, two. And he delivered uh, this message post-game. That's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. How's possible as Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Yes! Let them have it! Darko, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. That's outrageous what happened tonight this is completely bs this is shame this is shame from 
uh, Darko Radjakovic, Toronto Raptors head coach. I watched that fourth quarter last night. That is shame. What happened last night was abysmal from the refs with the L.A. Lakers and the Toronto Raptors. And that was a close game. A couple of calls go the Raptors' way. They beat the L.A. Lakers on this West Coast trip. And if you're looking at the Raptors, and they're also frustrated because they're right in the thick of it trying to get into that play-in tournament, maybe increase better than that, rejuvenated, I would say, since R.J. Barrett came over and Emmanuel quickly have added some juice to that lineup, and they go into Los Angeles against the Lakers. You couldn't breathe on Anthony Davis without getting called for a foul. And I know in the NBA, there's the respect the star players thing, and LeBron gets calls, and Anthony Davis gets calls, and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, they get calls. But a young guy like Scotty Barnes has to work for it until he starts getting calls, which is shameful. Or the complete crap. That, too. So, chalk an L up for the Raptors thanks to the refs last night. Um, Drew pointed this out to me on Bill Simmons' tweet uh, last night during that basketball game, or after the uh, basketball game. Uh, Bill Simmons, uh, of course, a longtime um, writer for Sports, Sports Illustrated way back in the day. And uh, he wrote about that game last night. The Raptors have to suck it up. Sometimes the 10, 12, 15, or 29 straight calls just aren't going to go your way. He was sarcasm, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but welcome to the Coaching Rant Hall of Fame uh, to the uh, first-year coach of the Toronto Raptors, Darko Rijakovic, after the loss last night to the Lakers. And it's a quick turnaround for the Raps. They take on Kawhi Leonard, who just signed a monster a contract extension with the L.A. Clippers. More coming up here on the Green Zone. We're going to go over the WHL trade deadline. It's all said and done now, I I think. There has been some late trades coming in after the deadline at 4 o'clock, but we'll get you up to date on what the Blades, the Warriors, and the Broncos continue to do to pile up to make a playoff run. And then at 5.35, you'll hear from one of the newest members of the Swift Current Broncos, Connor Geeky, right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye with you here in the Green Zone. Coming up, Connor Geeky will join us. A new member of the Swift Current Broncos scored in his first goal with Swift Current as uh, the Broncos have rattled off a few wins in a row to land in fourth place in the Eastern Conference behind the Moose Jaw Warriors, Medicine Hat Tigers, and the Saskatoon Blades. This could be an interesting run to the WHL Championship this season and especially in this province with those three teams. And it was the WHL trade deadline today. Count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen deals today. And probably more exciting than the NHL trade deadline is going to be. Uh, but well, they'll cover off thirty trades of half of them will be minor league AHL guys. Uh, but the biggest trade today was the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, trading their star player, longtime player, Nate Danielson. He's a very good player. Uh, he's going to Portland for two players, two first-round picks coming back the other way, and a fifth-round 
uh, selection. For Saskatchewan teams, the day started off with the Swift Current Broncos making the first two deals of the day. They traded away uh, Tyson Laventure to Victoria, bring in Tyson Galloway, uh, give up a couple of picks, get a couple of back. And these are two 20-year-olds that have swapped spots. The Kelowna Rockets, Edmonton Oil Kings, and Saskatoon Blades made a three-way deal today. Uh, The Blades pick up defenseman John Babcock, 19-year-old. They give up in the trade uh, two second-round picks, one to Kelowna, one to Edmonton, and a fourth-round pick to uh, Kelowna. But the player they get back is John Babcock. And the Moose Jaw Warriors, also in the running to compete for a championship, made a trade today. Uh, with the Medicine Hat Tigers, the Moose Jaw Warriors get Evan May, a goaltender, give up a third-round pick to help the depth of the goalie position with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Earlier, uh, they got uh, Matthew Savoy from the Wenatchee Wild last week. Connor Geeky, who's coming up on the green zone, was traded to the Swift Current Broncos from the Wenatchee Wild. So uh, there's a little bit of a snapshot on the WHL trade deadline. Uh, the Prince Albert Raiders uh, traded away Hayden Pakala to Lethbridge for a third-round pick uh, as well today. And now away we go. In the next couple of months, Saskatoon, Moose Jaw, and Swift Current are going to be the teams to watch with Medicine Hat in the Eastern Conference on the road to the playoffs. And remember, with all these trades, only one of those teams is going to come out of the Eastern Conference to go to the Edge and Health Cup. As Swift Current over in the Central, which is okay, fine. I'd rather them still be with the Pats and the Warriors in that division, but they didn't want to flip them two years in a row going back and forth because Winnipeg moved to Wenatchee, of course. Uh, But yeah, should be fun in the WHL. Also uh, today on the Green Zone, we've been previewing Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. Did so earlier. You can check it out on the podcast. Uh, Took you to Miami, the Dolphins against the Kansas City Chiefs. And... You remember these two teams early on in the season with, you know, Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddell and the young uh, Devana Chen, who was a phenom. And then over in Kansas City, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Isaiah Pacheco. These are two supposed to be two high-flying offenses. They haven't been lately. And as we were talking about uh, with our guest from Miami, this is might be a def- this is going to probably be a defensive game like it was when they played in Germany was it 21-17 so two what looked to be high powered offenses might come down to two defenses battling it out in Kansas City of course the storyline for the Miami Dolphins is always this you take them out of Miami put them in cold weather and you know Dolphins don't really like that and they're going to Arrowhead. It's going to be 30, 40 degrees cooler in Kansas City than it will be where they're practicing in Miami. I have not been impressed by the Kansas City Chiefs offense. They have blemishes. They can... The Raiders beat them. The Oak, they're the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll always say Oakland will be in my brain forever because that's how I grew up cheering for them. But the Las Vegas Raiders were able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Some eh, teams have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm still debating on who I'm going to pick. I think I'm actually leaning to Miami, even though it's an arrowhead. Uh, But we'll see. Who do you think is going to win that one? 
And the big controversy in the States is that this game is only on Peacock, the streaming service. Thankfully, in Canada, we don't have to worry about that because the rights are different. Uh, the international rights are sold to Bell Media, so TSN, CTV, and DAZN has the streaming rights. So you're going to get your football where you always get your football on playoff time. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, I don't have a Peacock subscription. You don't have to worry about it. In Canada, you're all right. But in the States, it's only streaming. And... I'm going to talk to Tom Mayanek about this, the business of that. Like, would the NFL turn to how much money? You, you want to pay us how much to just stream the game? Okay. Who cares about the consumer? They'll pay their 20 bucks for one month subscription to watch Kansas City and Miami, I'm sure, if they really care or find another way to watch it. But I get used to it. And I'm wondering when the CFL takes a dive into it and how they try to do it. We've seen MLS, they went with the Apple deal. A Major League Soccer went with an Apple deal. Some other ones are going with streaming services on their television because streaming services need subscribers. So how do you do it? Live sports drives people. That's what is the last bastion of cable television is live sports. Streaming is trying to dip into that market as we see with this deal with Peacock and the one game on Wild Card Weekend. Jamie Knight with you here in the Green Zone on this Wednesday afternoon. Getting closer and closer to Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League and the NFL playoffs. Uh, Davis Sanchez will join us from TSN to preview more of Wild Card Weekend uh, in the next few days. Going see, I think there could be a lot of road teams. Cleveland and Houston. Uh, Cleveland's actually favored. Um, Rams against Detroit. Miami against Kansas City. I could see happening. Now then, there's like Green Bay going to Dallas. Mm, don't think so. Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. I doubt it uh, for uh, some of those games. But we'll have uh, Davis Sanchez on from TSN. Uh, Later on this week, WHL trade deadline, but two of the biggest trades that impacted Saskatchewan were done last week, and it was right after the World Junior Hockey Championships. Connor Geeky, Matthew Savoy come home to Canada, well, I guess the United States, Wenatchee Wild is where they moved, and are told, Connor Geeky, you're going to Swift Current. Matthew Savoy, you're going to Moose Jaw. Massive trades for those two young men. Uh, Drew and I were able to talk to Connor Geeky, now a member of the Swift Current Broncos, scoring in his first game with the Broncos, uh, pondering how much he and uh, Matthew Savoy were aware when Atchie was about to be sellers at the trade deadline. Yeah, you know, I think, I think me and Sav kind of had uh, had the idea that, you know, with kind of how many times we went for it, right? I mean, there's three years in a row where, um, you know, we made a really good run for it, so... Um, you know, I, I would say we did, we knew we had, we didn't have much left in the tank, but, um, you know, it's, it's always harder once you hear it, right? I think there's rumors that go around like crazy, but, um, you know, once it's finally happened, it's, it's kind of still shocking. And, uh, I loved Wenatchee. I had great billets. Um, obviously you played with those guys for so long that it, it is really hard to leave. When you knew the other side of it, seeing guys come in, what's it like to be that guy coming into the room with Swift Current saying, we want to make a run this year? 
Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it means a lot, right? I think um, you know, them having kind of that much trust in me and, you know, giving up what they did, I think um, you know, it, it definitely goes a long way and I'm obviously really excited to kind of be a part of, you know, what they're trying to do here. Connor, when you come into the situation, you're looked upon as the guy. You you're the guy that is going to take them over the hump. Does that add any extra pressure to you? Uh, I think being the third child, I kind of like the pressure. Um, <laughs> I I am too. You know, I'm the third. I'm the third. I'm the baby of the family. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think you know I, I always love playing under pressure. I love playing in the big moments. And um, you know, I told our head coach uh, kind of when I got here. Um, you know, I'm not coming here to lose. And mm-hmm. um, you know, if I have to play. 30 minutes a night to do that, I will. And I have to play 15, uh, I'll play 15. I think I just want to, obviously I want to play as much as I can. And, you know, I still care about kind of my, uh, my own kind of personal goals that I have. But I think uh, just knowing how much I hated coming into Swift Current and playing, um, you know, <laughs> it's happy to be, I'm glad to be on the other side. What's changed about you since you first came in the league in what, 2019? Is that right? Yeah, I played a couple of games when I was 15 yeah. in 2019 and then the, the bubble year. But um, I think, you know, the the funny thing is, is it's, you know, my skills have kind of always been there. It's just been kind of how I go about my business. I think, you know, I'm a, obviously still a very loose and, you know, kind of happy-go-lucky guy. But mm-hmm. um, for me, it's... I definitely found the, the happy medium. You know, I really found a way to uh, to balance that and, you know, be more dominant on the ice, I would say, just using my body a lot more and, and trusting those skills and picking the time and place to do it. So, um, you know, I've really enjoyed kind of the journey of it, and Arizona's helped out a ton as well. But, um, again, you, they can only help out so much, right? You kind of got to do it yourself sometimes. So, um, obviously I would just say trying to be more dominant and kind of playing the, the both roles while obviously uh, still uh, scoring and, you know, making the plays. Connor Geeky joining us, newest member of the Swift Current. I guess I can't say newest member of the Swift Current Broncos. They traded for uh, another player today, second newest member to the uh, Swift Current Broncos uh, after the deal uh, last week. Um, not sure of Matthew Savoy's health after the World Juniors. Uh, but uh, 19th, 20th, Swift Current, home and home against Moose Job. Play again later. Uh, you two were drafted side-by-side. Side. Uh, teammates now will go against each other. What will that be like? Do you thrive going up against now Matthew Savoy and the Moose Jaw Warriors? Yeah, I think, um, you know, me and Sav have kind of done everything together, right? I think we've we've been through it all and obviously he's become one of my best friends. Um, like I said, I'm a pretty ultra competitive guy. So, uh, obviously knowing a couple guys on Moose Jaw who I played with, uh, through the, through the world juniors there, there's been a lot of bickering and a lot of, uh, a lot of texts going back and <laughs> forth. So, um, definitely, definitely looking forward to that game. It's, uh, it'll be marked on my calendar. That's for sure. Uh, Connor Geeky joining us. You said about Swift Current going to one of those barns you hated playing. Was it the Cowbells? Is that, is that what got you, Connor, when Winnipeg came in? I think it was just, you know, everyone always would say, you know, they're they're in the bottom half of the league or, or whatnot, right? And, 
you know, you come in here every time and they always made it a game. I think, you know, they always, you know, put their best foot forward and that's kind of who I am as a person is, you know, I'm not going to do anything, pardon my language, but half-ass, right? So um, just really trying to kind of bring in that side of the the culture for me and bring in the the hard work and practice and kind of pushing everyone. So, um, yeah, I think it's, they just always put their best foot forward. And, you know, whether you're, you know, when we were in Winnipeg, we were obviously a highly touted team and, you know, they never backed down. So a great team in Winnipeg. You guys were stacked. What is the key though, in the playoffs to taking a talented team, a good team and reaching that pinnacle? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you fell short uh, yeah. for those three years. But, um, you know, I think the thing with us is that, um, you know, you need all 23 guys to contribute, right? And I'm not saying, um, you know, Winnipeg didn't do that. I think we, we obviously fell short. But, um, you know, I think every single guy needs to kind of understand that, you know, maybe you're not going to play the role you did in the regular season or, you know, maybe sometimes the pucks just aren't going to fall in or, you know, they're not going to not gonna get your bounces. And it's just about staying with that. I think when it comes down to everything, um, you want to win just as bad. Or I hope most guys on our team want to win, uh, right? So you kind of just obviously um, expect that out of everyone. And I think this group is just for me being here only a couple of days, they, they want to win more than anything. So I think uh, they will have no problem with uh, just understanding that, uh, honestly, it doesn't really come down to skill. It just comes down to, you know, who wants to win more. i got kind of an off-the-wall question, Two, two-parter. Number one, did you have any choice in your life except to be a hockey player? And what were the uh, shinny games like between your dad, Morgan, uh, sorry, I don't remember your other brother's name, and you? Noah, yeah, no. Noah, Noah, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, so, um, you know, there's a point in time where, um, you know, I didn't even know if I was going to play hockey, right? I, really? You know, I always I always was, a you know, a really good baseball player. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say really good. You know, I, <laughs> I was probably an above-average baseball player, and, um, you know, I kind of had that feeling during COVID where, um, you know, everyone has those rapid COVID thoughts and I, uh, you know, I, I knew baseball was going on over there in the States and kind of just thought to myself, well, you know, I'm kind of sick and tired of waiting around and, you know, nobody really knew how long COVID was going to be, right? So, um, I was, you know, kind of had it in my head. Maybe I could just go play baseball. Wow. Um, but no, it, uh, it obviously. <laughs> I think it worked out probably better than the other one did. Eleventh um, <laughs> sure. overall is not bad, Connor. I think that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. So uh, that, that's kind of one way how I looked at it. Um, obviously, I think you know I would have been too big of a baby to even pull the trigger, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a thought. And you know, the shinny games with my brothers—they were. They were unbelievable. I think, um, you know, maybe some people run into, you know, their brothers saying, oh, you're too young. Um, you know, my friends just, we want to play with just us kind of thing. And they always were, you know, super inviting and, and having me play and, um, you know, letting me be a part of whatever team it was. Um, and I think through the years, um, 
you know, Noah was obviously a really good hockey player as well. So um, he uh, he pushed pushed me, and so did Morgan and um, my dad as well. But I think now, uh, if we had a you know another another tournament, I think I might be able to pull out with it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go fast forward here. You never went up against Morgan in the dub because, of course, age difference. But, you know, what about the first time you maybe hit the NHL ice against Morgan? Yeah, no, I think uh, it's come up in a conversation, uh, you know, with our friends and obviously our family. But um, I think, I'm, like I said, I'm the more uh, definitely the most competitive of us, competitive one out of us all. So. Um, you know, that first face off, there's probably going to be a lot of, a lot of bragging rights on the line, but, um, he's better at face offs than I am, but I'd say I'm, I'm better at scoring goals than he is. <laughs> get a picture. Make sure you get a picture pregame. Warm yeah, up. We will for sure. Yeah. And is it, Noah's a baseball player though, right? Baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But Noah, Noah played triple A too as well though, didn't he? Yeah. He was, uh. Yeah. I believe he was drafted uh, like the third pick in the second round in the dub. So wow, uh, like I said, he was uh, yeah, he he was obviously really good. He was probably the most uh, coachable out of us out of the three of us. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he always he always kind of played the the right way, and um, I definitely probably got the the most creativity uh, out of Saul, just learning from Morgan kind of for a long time and. Um, but yeah, I'd say Noah is definitely, uh, obviously a really cerebral player as well. That is Connor Geeky, now a member of the Swift Current Broncos, picked up last week from the Wenatchee Wild, a goal in his first game with the Broncos. Coming up next here on the Green Zone, it's Champs and Chumps on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on, you're smashing. You tried your best. And you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Ah, you're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ and one chump. Today, one story gets champ and chump. Let's start off with the chump. The chump, or plural, chumps, go to last night's officiating crew in the Raptors and Lakers game in which the Lakers were rewarded 23 free throws in the fourth quarter to the Raptors, too. You watch the end of that game, you couldn't breathe on Anthony Davis without getting a foul if you're the Toronto Raptors. Scotty Barnes? Sure. Tackle him if you want to. Uh, That's fine. I thought it was brutal on how that officiating crew called the game uh, with the Lakers and the Raptors. So the champ? Here on the Green Zone, you should always back your people. Always back your people, even if you're going to get a fine. And the head coach of the Toronto Raptors is the champ for backing his people with this epic rant from Darko Radjakovic last night. That's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. That was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. 
And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Beauty coaching rant uh, from the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Earlier in the show, uh, we lifted it into the rafters of the green zone coaching rant, a Hall of Fame. So well done from the head coach of the Toronto Raptors last night.